up. Testing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey guys, do you want to know what uh, everybody thinks of this episode? Tell us. Please. I have a, a person here on, on highpeople.com who I think pretty much speaks for everybody when they say, This is so much crap. I'm sick and tired of all the Starks getting killed. The entire family is almost gone. No Mama Stark, no Papa Stark. Big Bro Rob is gone. Now Sansa, Arya, and Bran and Reckon are orphans. Great. Jon still doesn't know who his mommy is. I am utterly disgusted. <laughs> Even Tony Stark got his house blown up. Why are the Starks targeted? I hate the Boltons, the Freys, and the Lannisters. Ugh. I can only root for the amazing Starks. And Danny, I hope the North remembers forever, but I can't wait until next week. Thank you, See? the Dark Lord. Just in case you can't wait until next Stark. week. <laughs> Tony Stark is Iron Man. It's their cousin from the Ironlands. Game of Owns is here. Iron Islands. Uh, it's m- Monday, and we're not from the Iron Islands. Although I feel like I should just move there now. I think Don't it's the think? place to be. People from the Iron Islands, after all, are surrounding the North. Apparently. Yeah, they are. They're encompassing all that is the North. Bill's here. Yay. I'm here, and we're we're all excited, and that's good because I around the internet, the the people are crying, as e- emphasized by that wonderful comment. If yes. by people around the internet Tears. you mean me, then you are completely correct. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> well, the Dark Lord himself said it last, but said it most importantly. I can't wait until next week, but I can't wait until next week. As long as you say that. It really doesn't matter what they do on this show, does it? It's kind of hard to even decide where we start off this episode. Yeah, I was going to say. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, like not just Not just not just that twist, but the entire episode. I'm blown away. It was wonderful. It mm-hmm. was absolutely, for me, my favorite episode of the show so far, I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And ah, stuff. I'm out of commission. You guys go. (laughs) For me, it felt like the obligatory this happened in the book, we have to do it on the show kind of episode. Not talking about the Red Wedding, but they also fit all this other stuff in like warging. It was the thing about the direwolves. There's two direwolves at the same time. That was what was special about that. Well, one was black, right? Yeah, that was Shaggy Dog. Shaggy Dog. Oh, right. Of course. Shaggy. (laughs) I could see how that would be confusing, though, because is it... In the books, and Phil, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they're not with them, so there is no Shaggy Dog there, right? No, no, they'd right. already split up correct. at that point, I think. Yeah. They'd already split up at that point. So yeah. I can see how that might be a little bit misleading for people who are watching, thinking that he warged into two direwolves at the same time since they both attacked. But yeah. One Hodor does not equal yeah. two direwolves, unfortunately. <laughs> there were a lot of Hodors. Hodor. All right. There was a lot of hodoring. It was good. It was so nice to see that. I mean, hey guys, Rob Stark is trending on Twitter right now. Oh no, it's amazing. Good. Took good. a while. <laughs> People had to process. They had to find their fingers and tweet. They're like, yeah, Where, what's I still happening? need to do that. <laughs> your fingers uh, or your well, tongue? There you go. Both. Bringing it back. I'm trying to find everything while we record right now. <laughs> we're just speechless over here. This is amazing. Yeah, we were, we were going to start recording immediately after. Phil finished up a write-up, and I think it was probably good for me, at least. I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, Phil, are you still? Because I saw your tweet, you were like, my hands are shaking. Yeah, it was it was hard to, like, write after that. I was like, what do I even say? I don't even know what to say. I should have had something prepared. I mean, you guys that all know what, Selena, Micah, mm-hmm. Eric, maybe, uh, Phil, what was it like for you guys that knew <laughs> all of this? It was... It was- uh, Still pretty. Phone. I can't even talk. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing that I thought was just brilliant was that 
I knew we knew what was coming, but at the same time, I mean, I know that I was sitting there all through the episode, just like my heart in my throat, the way that they didn't use music, the way that it's mm. just like for people who knew it was almost like they made this episode for the people that knew it was coming. Like, not that it wasn't shocking, but just that they did everything they could to to build up. It wasn't like Ned's death in season one where everything else was happening sort of as it would any other episode. And then at the end, it was like, oh, crap, Ned is dying right now. What is happening? This the whole episode. It was like a death march. And when you knew it was coming, it was like everything leading up to that, you could see how they were like setting it up. You know, you could see that they were... Mm -hmm kind of trying to lure people into a false sense of security like yeah. okay walter frey is kind of letting Not him off the hook guy. yeah he, he yeah. he's a little can cantankerous but other than that you know he seems like he's all right you know he's all right with it with the situation he had some great jokes too yeah know? yeah he, he was, <laughs> was funny of hats off to filch yeah, yeah seriously he had a couple of good facial expressions too especially when uh edmir was up there with his bride to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes he looked at Rob. He's like, told you she's a babe. Or I didn't, but should have trusted me. No, I mean, I wanted to touch on what was just said about this false sense of security. And, you know, for people who di didn't necessarily know what was coming, it was built up, I thought, very well in the sense that everything seemed to be cool. Everything seemed to be going in the right direction. And then all of a sudden the doors close and you start to hear yes. the reins of Castamir being played. And for me, what was, what was shock value is what happened to Talisa. And, yeah. you know, in the books, she doesn't go to the twins. Her name's not Talisa, first of all. <laughs> and that, that was Let's a big start change. at the very beginning. Let's start. Yeah, exactly. At the very beginning. Well, when a man loves a woman. <laughs> I mean, the way that they just chose to, to go with that um, and, and the fact that they stabbed her baby, uh, that was all HBO. I mean, that that wasn't in the books at all. I so, mean, well, mm -hmm. when... Um, it's a big risk. When Walter Frey says... Like I think it's a big risk. And when Walter Frey says to Rob Stark, I wouldn't have even brought her... I was like, yeah, what the hell is she doing there right in front of him as a constant reminder? And she has to pull him away from kissing her in front of everybody. And then he does it anyway. I, know. But like, I was wondering about that. Like duh. why they brought her. They've just made him dumber, actually, by, by having this happen. I think that they were just observing pleasantries, you know, like yeah. he brings the queen. That's his wife. He, it's a wedding and they're trying to like they were making uh, past indiscretions fine. They were like, all right, let's put all the past behind us. And you don't do that by being so untrustworthy that you don't bring your bride, mm. your queen. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and you have to remember that they had no reason at this point to suspect that Walder Frey would ever attempt to do anything. Walder Frey was the late Walder Frey. He was the one who stayed out of conflicts. And even though, I mean, the fact that Rob broke this vow, in it, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. But what he did, really, considering he made this vow, and in, in that age, that was pretty much the only honor code. You know, he couldn't go and, Walder Frey couldn't go and sue him. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, that's, the, it, that, but at right. the same time, the fact that he would do something like this, they had no way of seeing that coming. Yeah, well... Do you think so? Do you I, think they did? Catelyn knew from the beginning that Walder Frey would not look oh, yeah. on the you know dishonor as mm -hmm. um, being okay. Yeah, and I think, though, they painted the picture very well at the beginning of the episode and the fact that they needed 
his men in mm-hmm. order to continue on because otherwise their plan of marching on Casterly Rock was going to not pan out the way that they wanted it to. So, so you think that he was really bringing had to no more as like a, a, an ultimate sign of like he was pulling literally all his eggs in one basket here. That's a terrible, terrible metaphor, but you get what I'm saying. But you've seen sort of the de-evolution of his character over the course of the season. I mean, with what happened with the Car Starks, you know, Roos Bolton goes off to Harren Hall and eventually comes into leagues with the Lannisters. I mean, there's there was hints at that, I thought, in scenes earlier on in the season, especially when he's so edgy about Jamie giving his best uh, to Tywin, you know, in that scene where he sees him off. And I thought that they tried to kind of drop subtle hints there that, you know, the the Boltons could potentially betray Rob. And then he shows up mm-hmm. at the twins. And Catelyn could tell early on, I thought that something was up, even before um, she pulls back his sleeve. Mm-hmm. I thought that Definitely. was a good visual in this episode when she pulls back his sleeve and it's got mail under it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and in the book, I think she only like feels it through his clothes so mm. you know they had to make a slight change to, so that to show it to you the audience but i'm glad that they that they did that make that change cuz it, it was like a very oh, you know oh shit moment you know it was a great touch yeah who wears mail into a wedding <laughs> yeah exactly a male yeah. a male man a man a man does just in case anything goes down at the wedding ceremony <laughs> and ned might have to punch someone in the jaw that was that was funny i like yeah. that yeah. Silver lining. Silver lining. Got a little bit of Ned talk. And I was so happy. I was just, uh, the, Selena and I were watching the thing and we were texting about it because we I was streaming the episode to her and we were, I was, she's like, oh, this is great. This is a happy wedding. Everyone's so happy. <laughs> this beautiful music. Oh, guess what, Rob? I'm on her name. I was just like, holy shit. She's going to name him Eddard. Perfect. That Ned was Stark, so adorable. Number two. She's like, don't you want to teach him how to ride horses or something like that? And I was just like, yes. <sighs> but then no. Yes. But then no. <laughs> they didn't have to stab her there. It would have been just as effective if they slit her throat. They didn't have to stab no, her. No. I think it, it was wouldn't good. Have been. It was definitely good. Definitely that was good. For, for in terms of making it as tragic and horrible as it could possibly be, that's what they needed to do. And that's why they brought her. You know, that Absolutely. was that's why they made her pregnant. It was for that whole thing. Yeah, and, and so terrible. George, you know, this is what he's doing with his story. He's he's writing us a, a story where all of these easy outs are not taken. You know, yeah. the crazy path is taken almost on every single turn. So we're seeing a story cascading into God knows what because mm. every crazy thing that could happen, it's like Murphy's Law in the story, basically. Mm. And I mean, yes, she was stabbed in the stomach, and um, I mean, it was a TV show, so obviously no one was hurt, and blah blah blah. But it sends a message, you know, like there's the kid, the Stark's gone, like your child is gone, this person was born because you broke your vow, yada yada yada, you know. Right. Serious the shit. lion is just being eradicated. Like it's so funny that we started out with all of these Starks and we just they're just dropping like flies. Like it's terrible. <laughs> and and speaking of Starks, I mean, can we just talk for a second about poor Arya who is yeah, always so around close. to witness these things? So, yeah. Yeah, she's always like, like first it was Ned. Somewhere. Yes. And Again, yes, so close, so close to her family, so close to the re- the reunion, and then they just got 
Well, she Jeff wasn't Durant. the only one who was close to a reunion. Bran and Rickon were very close yeah. to Jon Snow, right? I know. <laughs> I love I all of that. I thought one of them was going to peek their head out and be like, "John, John, come here." And oh, why, yeah. like, I don't know why that didn't happen in a way because wasn't there only one bad guy left, and the wolves left him alone? Well, I think I remember in the book, I remember feeling exactly the same way as you, Eric, that I was just like, for crying out loud, it's been three years, they, or three books, they haven't seen each other. Can we please just have somebody meet up? Can we talk? <laughs> like, can anybody, we talk? Can we hug? just please for a second. But it, I think at that point in the story, I mean, the minute that Bran met up with John, it would become the Bran and John story. And that couldn't happen. So that's why they didn't, you know, in, the, in terms of the story. And John had to run away from the wildlings. Oh my God, so much happened in this episode. Yeah, it's crazy. Can we true. talk about that for a minute? Because I was not buying what they were trying to sell, which is that somehow Egret was protecting John. Didn't she shoot the guy with the arrow that, that, uh, yeah. to kill him? Like, what, what exactly happened there? Because they were saying Egret was on his side, but from the looks of it to me, he was on his own. I think it's a it's a gray area because she did it to finish what John wouldn't. And then they were mm. like, all right, well, John, now you're not one of us. But at the same time, she's like, hold on, this is my dude. And also, this is crazy. Let's stop killing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was just, you know, trying to defend her man. and Chill shit mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Be like, all right, everyone just take five, you know. And <laughs> let's talk it over. Not something the wildlings are known for. I, I thought it was great that, they, that, that she was tackled and kind of, he was trying to talk sense into her, you know, rather than her just being attacked as well. I mean, it shows that yeah. they, they're not necessarily being painted as the most cutthroat of people. I mean, compared to the, the Boltons for one, you know what I mean? Like, And Tormund isn't anyway. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think that they're, they're all pretty much cut from the same cloth. So maybe. where do you guys think, I mean, uh, Eric and Zach, where do you think that, uh, John is going now? Um, probably to the wall, right? I mean, that's the only place he can go. From this point forward, right? He's got to warn them and and tell <laughs> at least tell somebody that they know how to climb the wall. <laughs> I don't even. I have no idea, honestly. Mm. Um, yeah, if he even gets that far, right? That all happened so fast, and it was great to see Hodor and Bran <laughs> and Rickon, and they were all it was such a great perform great performances across the board by that entire company of people up in the tower. It was you know- a wonderful scene. You know what's so funny about Hodor, and I said this to Zach uh, when we were watching it, I just have to bring it up now, is that there's, you know, there's all these crack theories going around the fandom that, like, everybody is a secret Targaryen, obviously. Right. <laughs> and when, whenever Hodor, the, the, the storm was brewing and Hodor was, like, Hodoring and Bran was like, <laughs> stop your Hodoring, which was funny, by the way. Um, <laughs> And I was just sort of thinking, you know, it's just like the ultimate crack theory that Hodor was clearly feeling the presence of another Targaryen in the area when John came in. I'm booing that. Thumbs down. <laughs> Double thumbs down. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. Double thumbs down there. But no, do you think there's any permanent damage uh, on Hodor, um, you know, from all that, that from being warged into? No. Because not He's only did he Hodor. stop Hodoring, he went unconscious. Like he he seemed conscious, but like unable to move and and do anything. And then he like slipped into a coma or something. So I I don't know, man. That seemed pretty intense to me. It was probably mm. easier to say, hey, he fell asleep because he was tired, rather than to try to insert a few Hodors into that conversation, filming wise. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what I maybe that's the lame like film point of view but that's how i saw it <laughs> no no no. i mean oh if you want to talk about a real big film point of view though um 
I figured eventually people would have to die because the budget cannot be getting much bigger <laughs> next, like, you know, for the series. They keep adding new characters. I was like, all right, who's going to go next? I'm sure George considered that when he was writing book three. Yeah, um, that's so, right, exactly what When we make a TV of. show, at this point, we'll have so and so many actors to pay. I just meant watching the show. But, you know, I did want to bring up whether or not I could see this coming. Because, Micah, a long mm-hmm. time ago, I think it was when we both started the book. And you had mentioned that Rob Stark is not a point of view character. Okay, hint number one for me. <laughs> Long ago, I was like, well, why is he not a point of view character? That's interesting at all in the books. And then we got into the discussion about Walder Frey. You remember this, Micah? Sure. Not really, but go ahead. You told me that <laughs> we had an argument. We had a huge uh, row over whether or not Walder Frey was um, strong, essentially, or important at all. And my thing of it was that, well, he's this little man who guards, a, you know, admittedly a very uh, strategic point of Westeros, but what's he really going to do to Rob if Rob breaks his vow? What, what, Like, what can he possibly really do? Well, you were like, just wait and see. And so tonight, I saw. But, <laughs> but I want to hold up and say that does not mean that Walder Frey is really that powerful because Rob went to him and went into his castle and allowed himself to be locked in and really, that's where Walder Frey's power starts and ends. Um, it doesn't make him this huge big player in all of Westeros, I don't think. Except he's got some balls to do what he just did. I think that that's a good point. But I also think that you see the difference in players in this game. Some are more physical. Some will win on the battlefield. Others will win in other ways and advance in other ways. And I think we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Sort of the mental versus the physical. I think that Walter Frey is a massive player. I think he just uh, Playa. Took, yeah. Playa. First off, he's a huge Playa. Isn't Playa uh, one of his daughter's names? One of his thirty-six <laughs> daughters' names. Yes, it is. Wolf Walla Malmunna and Playa. There was a Freya. Oh, she, oh, she's like, yeah, Freya, great name. First off, and then he's, she's like, my name's Mary. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I think he's a huge player. I mean, look what he did. This is bigger. This is, I mean. I'm not sure if this actually is, but to me, it has hit me harder. So in my mind, this is bigger than any move we've seen so far in the show. Absolutely. And the, the yeah. brilliance so I think of he's it, a good player. The brilliance of it is that exactly that he's playing with, with what he's got. Like, that's the thing. Obviously, everybody is. But Walder Frey only has these little twins. That's all he has. That's all he needs. And that gives him all the power because if someone like Rob needs him. And Frey, the thing he did was awful and terrible and it makes him the worst human being in the world but when it comes down to it this is the world that they live in there is no police in westeros there's no justice system no i just mean that they can he can if he chose the minute that they walked into his hall they were at his mercy exactly no that that's definitely true but you know i go back to and i don't know if you guys saw the preview uh, with Tyrion saying something to the effect of the North will never forget this. Mm-hmm. And remember that all the sort of pleasantries, the courtesies, yeah. they showed that on mm-hmm. the show. And it's important because there is this, it's, it's almost like an honor code, right? When you're, yeah. when you're, you, when you're taken in by somebody, you're, you're given their protection, you're given their hospitality and f- Walder Frey completely and utterly betrayed that. And so yeah, that's, it was very that's a big deal. 
I was thinking that when I watched it. You know what, though? He can never pull this shit again. Anybody who deals with Walter Frey, if they're smart, is going to be like, I saw what you did there. If you want to, like, meet with me to come to, like, terms about something, you're going to have to step out of the twins. Like, just come meet me in the field. I'll be in the field next to the twins. They're never going to... I would never do that ever again. I would never put myself in that position if I had known what happened to to Rob and Catelyn Stark. He cannot play that same card ever again. I don't think he needs to. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, Play that card. Your table's set. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, as well, is that he could... Frey could only do this because... It was Rob and Catelyn and because they were Starks and because they were decent human beings. Like that's the real tragedy of this is that he could never have pulled this shit with like Tywin Lannister or or Jamie or whatever. Not just because Tywin is is maybe a little bit more smart or strategic. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, speak ill of the dead here, but um but also because he would never put himself in a position when he was so, you know, the Starks and their damn honor, it gets them every time is basically what this comes down to. That's true. Well, I want to talk about the plan here because Rob wanted to march on, um, what, Casterly Rock. And then, uh, Roose Bolton said to Catelyn, the Lannisters, what, give their respects or something like that, but send their regards, uh, yeah. send their regards. Does that mean that Bolton and Frey are now aligned with the Lannisters? Can we read that much into it? I think so. I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah, I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> okay, because clearly Bolton was, but then Frey, because now Bolton's clearly aligned with Frey as well, because he was able to betray the Stark's words. I don't know. It's just like everybody there is on Lannister's <laughs> side. Pretty much. They're on the side of cash. If you recall, Tywin has been doing a lot of letter writing this season. Mm, yes. yes. Uh, so... Just, just God. saying, just saying. Dear I was Walder. so sure. <laughs> Dear I was Dear so Walder. sure that <laughs> Talisa was with bad. Some, with some wolves. <laughs> I'm hoping you can help me out. Yes, your friend, <laughs> Tywi. Um, Tywi? Tywi. Selena, you brought up a good point right there that a lot of people were speculating throughout the course of the season that Talisa was going to be betraying Rob. Yeah. And you know her whole letter writing scenes that popped up uh, in a lot of different episodes, and Phil pointed out Tywin was doing a lot of letter writing as well. So uh, glad they didn't go in that direction um, because I think that would have probably angered some people. But you know, at the at the end of the day, she suffered the same fate as him, which um, is mm-hmm. yeah, which is different. I mean, it's different from the books, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think it had a huge effect. They made the red wedding even redder. It was like, yeah, it was exactly. like the red wedding is already like terrible and bloody and emotional right. and and yeah and everything. And then they just had Lothar Frey just repeatedly stab her in the belly, and it was just like, oh my god, they just made it even worse. True. It was so awful. It was terrible to watch. And but it's interesting, you know, just going by the books and just bringing that in here. Where, I mean, obviously in the books, first of all, Rob's had a totally different wife, <laughs> and she didn't die. She was sent away actually for the very reason that yeah. that they didn't want to insult Walder Frey in his own home by bringing Rob's wife along because it would have been a constant reminder. Yeah. Oh as, wow. As to what had transpired um, between Rob and I believe her name is Jane Westerling. Yeah. Um, so basically Walder um, or David Bradley was like, ah, you should have done what they did in the books. <laughs> Instead basically, of what you did, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I mean, 
you still get this the end result. It, it, Rob and Catalan still die. And let's talk about Catalan for a second. We spent all this time talking about Rob. I mean, I thought she had the actress had um, a pretty solid moment there. Mm, me too. It was an amazing performance across the board, and she, her entire monologue was brutally powerful for me to watch. And I was just like, oh shit. And the pause, I mean, I'm sure we can all remember the pause. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about the wife, though, getting it? You know, like with Catelyn's last uh, actions, she killed the wife. And he was just like, right after he was just like, I'll just get another one. It was very Catelyn. Like, yeah. that's the thing is that we've seen this kind of, of brutal, her brutal nature before. So I was really actually glad that they didn't try to make her... Like, they didn't take that a moment away from her to make yeah. her more sympathetic. Hmm. I thought this was a lot more powerful. They didn't sanitize her, her actions. No. You know. Exactly. She, she, she still, you know, said she did what she said she was going to do. Yeah. Well, what would Danny have done? <laughs> what would Burn Danny the place have to the done? ground. Yeah. <laughs> take, taking what, of her, what is hers with fire and blood. That's I mean, she would have, I think she would have let the wife live is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh. Let's ask Danny. But Danny, that's a very different character, though. So. Sorry, somebody else gonna have to do her voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool though, and, and, and I mean, none of it was cool. But uh, it was it was very powerful for Catelyn to reach that, and I think that she had her last moment. And you know, I think she did something that is at the bow of every human behavior. I mean, she knew she was going. There was gonna be no repercussion for her action. Uh, there was no prayer afterwards. She did what she did, and then mm. you know she got what she knew what was coming. She knew and, that they had no chance. And you know what? I think the possibly my favorite moment of the entire episode was watching Cat slowly notice what was happening. Yeah, you know, when the doors just, were closed. Yeah, the doors. Well, even yeah. before that, you know, with the she just saw the signs all around them, and then the doors closed, and she was like, like you could see it, like oh. It's like the acting. It's just, I can't even. Almost as good as Rickon. Jeez. Yeah, Rickon <laughs> had like a favorite actor. Rickon like <laughs> totally had dialogue this episode. And you know what? I didn't hate him. We were he just was talking amazing. On, on a yeah, he was great. Yeah, that, yeah. that little dude is like one of the best actors in the show. That is, much, that is much improved from season two crushing cashews or peanuts or whatever the hell they were while <laughs> little Bran is trying to run the kingdom uh, or run West uh, Winterfell. So I thought that was a uh, yeah grand improvement. I actually like Little Rickon now. Too bad he's leaving. Well, he'll be with uh, you know Asha, and uh, they're gonna I don't know go to some place that they mentioned in the show. <laughs> or will they mm, with the dun, Dundies dun, dun. or the Dundons or whatever the heck? <laughs> Dundies, <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that no. would make it all better. <laughs> Arya got so close, and I hate to derail, but I was just thinking of Catelyn and how nice it would have been for her and Arya to see each other one last time. Mm. And I'm glad she didn't make it all the way to the throne room. (laughs) Yes. And I'm glad for the Hound. And, you know, I kind of called it. I was like, her relationship with the Hound, he's, he, deep down, I think he's a good person amongst all the craziness or something like that. And I'm glad that he decided to do what he did. I'm glad that George decided to write him to do that. (laughs) Better said. Yeah. It was it was really um, a sort of this powerful moment as she's watching the direwolf die, yeah. And the way that they were able to kind of juxtapose that with what was going on inside the hall, right? I thought that that was that was really well done. Um, bit bit different scene for Arya there. 
Um, yeah. We didn't get that uh, that that sort of uncertainty about whether she died or not. He kind of just improv there, but I don't know what he smacked her with. Do you guys remember his hand? Could have just been the back of his hand. It was the same piece of wood she smacked the farmer or the pig, excuse me, the pig guy in the wagon, which was great. I love that entire exchange. That was beautiful up and toward the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And see, it was moments like that for me that made this such a, a fun episode for me because I really liked that we got to see more of Arya and she seemed older. And I felt like for the first time, I was completely convinced that she was a tough, she was tough. Like she's a tough one now. Like she stood right in his face and was like, I'm going to stab you, man. And she's been tough before. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool. Maisie's doing a great job. And I, I, I loved what Arya did this entire episode. Yeah. Arya and the Hound, they just say to each other, like, She's like, I could kill you. <laughs> He's like, I could kill you. Better do it. <laughs> like, you get one shot. You know, this has been going on for a few episodes now. And she's like, this episode, it was like, what? I'm going to stick something through your eye and out the back of your skull. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how they hang out with each other. I know. Yeah. They're like That's, buds. They're, bon- they're bonding. They're like it's cut from the same cloth, them too. Yeah, they're like, both hard like asses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wish I think it's great. And George is, I mean, completely owning. Let's not talk about the bad stuff that happened in this episode, but things like that, I thought were such great story developments. And I just wanted Arya to see her family. I'm just I'm going to focus on this for I a second know. and go hide in a corner. It's like so... It, it, Are you it, hiding? It leaves us yes. feel, <laughs> he's gone. It, it just leaves <laughs> us feeling so unfulfilled, but like that's kind of the point, you know? Because yeah, you don't get books. those neat wrap-ups like, like you do in, in stories. This is... I was going to say this is real life. <laughs> it's it's not, but it had me fooled for a second. <laughs> I know. I I feel like it's real life. You no, know, I mm. feel like it's just you hate seeing characters you like die. And I knew probably from the beginning. I didn't actually know, but I had a feeling because everyone's talking about death. Yeah. And so much bad stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And people are going to kill the characters that you love. George is going to yeah. kill the characters that you love. And I loved Rob from the beginning. I thought... You know, we just did commentary earlier today on the uh, King of the North scene. And I was, that's when I started to really, really enjoy Rob. And then this happened. Right. So, how much uh, timestamp wise, how many minutes do you think were spent on his character? And do you feel cheated for like those combined four hours that we saw his and Catelyn, like Catelyn getting shit for doing what she did to Jamie, her soliloquy in the, the forest about it's all her fault, and then finally just gets wrapped up because they're killed? It's just like, oh, I guess their story arc wasn't going anywhere. The only thing I, I felt was that I would have liked more of them this season because I knew they were going. So every episode I was like, oh, can we please have a little bit more Cat and a little bit more Rob? But no, I think that that I think this is just how 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 the world goes sometimes. Like they had a plan and now they're dead. And sometimes in war, that's what happens. Yeah, I you know. I think the biggest issue that that I've had with this, and it really goes back to Ned as well, is that they didn't die in battle. They didn't die, you know, fighting. You know, and, and a lot of the times these these characters of ours, who are these these favorite characters of ours, they just get killed because they got outplayed, I guess, in a way. But because other know, people th- are more ruthless. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they, you know they don't die with the sword in their hand, but able to defend themselves. Except Catelyn did. No, nah. that's true. Small one. It's more of a butter knife, <laughs> sharp butter knife. <laughs> Tell that to the Frey girl, right? But you know what I'm saying though. Like yeah. Ned didn't die with the sword in his hand. Rob didn't die with the sword in his hand. They weren't able to defend themselves, and I think that's the worst part of it. Yeah, 
I agree. The, well, it's clear though, and let this just be a frame of reference to everyone listening. If you're still here and you haven't jumped off of a bridge, I don't, I don't think you should do that. But uh, it's clear because we're on, you know, the show right now is on book three in the books, and with all of this happening to the people that we thought were so centralized in the story, it's clear that this story is and was never really about these people, and it is and will always be about the larger picture of whatever is happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so do I feel cheated that these guys that I've really grown to, to like and have been a part of my life for years, it sounds so nerdy, but it's true. Um, no, I don't feel cheated because it's just pushing it forward into what it will be. And this was necessary, I guess, in a way and in completely a thousand different ways, as George, I know, has inside of his mind. So shit is all I have to say, because if this is happening now, I mean, this is book three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Aren't there going to be seven? Right? We hope. We hope. And we hope. And you know, like guys, like seriously, like Robin, Robin Catlin, like it's all about brand now. You know that, right? It's true. The, what yeah. is it? The one true war or whatever. Oh God! Oh, well, Joe, why is it all about him? Here's it could be about Arya. Yeah. No, Here, no, I'm just going off of uh, of what Jojen said, you know, it's... Uh, here's what I got. Jojen said to him, Warg, you can warg, it's in your blood. Does that mean other Starks can warg? Mm, or does maybe. that mean Bran is illegitimate or what? It's a recessive gene, I think. <laughs> oh, only every, what, fifth kid, right? As the Air Force? I just, I don't know. I mean, that's a very, first of all, that's a very, very good point because obviously, like... That I mean, yeah, that's a really good point. But I think that for me, the thing about Bran is just that Jojen is so sure that what Bran can do, nobody else can do. And that just immediately makes me think like, oh, the chosen one, you know? But we've always talked about the fact that there's this really special connection between the Starks and their direwolves. It just exists. So uh, is Bran the only one? Maybe. Maybe. He's the only one we've seen do anything like that so far. Well, what we haven't seen him do, you mean warging into humans, right? Like Hodor. Like that's what they were making a big deal about. Yeah. That is a pretty big deal. Yeah. That's huge. Mm. Hodor. Hodor sized. That's, that's Hodor sized. <laughs> so I'm interested to hear the theories um, about Hodor's fear of the storms. Maybe something earlier in his life caused this. Dramatic childhood. Yeah. Maybe it had something to do with why he's called Hodor and why he says Hodor. Mm. Could be. I just think it seemed like kind of a big deal. I might be just totally off on something that isn't no, 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 what no, mean, anything. I mean, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> when it was revealed that his real name isn't Hodor, right, in the books, we were all like, holy, well, why does he say that? So I think it should have a good payoff. I hope so. I think that'll be cool to see. And I am really excited to see Bran because I feel like in season two... I mean, we, we've always got to see a lot of Bran, but at the same time, he is a Stark. He is one of Ned's kids, and he definitely didn't get the same amount of like story weight as the rest of the people. And I'm not talking screen time. I'm just talking mm. the decisions of what's happening in the realm with Rob, you know, mustering an army and forces. I, I'm, I was always curious to see what he would do, what Bran would do. And I'm glad that it's something fantasy driven and magical because the show, I like when the show does that. I like the magic aspect and I like all this stuff. Mm, me too. Well, you know what, Zach? What? What's up? Speaking of magic. Speaking of magic. Oh, no. You're a wizard, Samwell. You're a wizard, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you're like a wizard. Well, he's definitely getting laid that now sounds after more quoting like a few books. That's That was a little ignorant of her. Like, a little, like, okay, it's 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 cute, but only on this episode, and only that much of it. Like, if she does that again on another episode, I'm going to get really pissed off really quickly. But she isn't ignorant. <laughs> and you know what? I, I mean, realize she's been sheltered and wasn't raised. For, I'm like, I'm, but I'm tired of it. 
Like it's it's okay. the end now. I'm like, but she says one more thing, like, "Oh my god, you're so smart." It's like, then why didn't he pick up the dagger? Seriously, why didn't he pick it up? I'm sorry, I'm still on about that. I should stop. But the thing is that we've heard other wildlings talk like this too, namely Igrit. Actually, whenever she keeps going on, you remember when they walk past that windmill and she went, oh, "Is that a castle?" And we've had those <laughs> kind of moments where, yeah, the, it is a bit sort of like, uh, we don't like it when the girls act. You know, like, because it's only the girls that do it, interestingly enough. But I think that it makes sense. It's just reminding us how different they are from from the other side of the wall. I think it's doing a great thing because it's showing a complete rounded look at this entire place that our story is set in. And these people uh, that were born and raised beyond the wall, they don't have access to the same technology that people south of the wall have you know mm. they don't have these things so her ascertaining that sam was able to know all of these facts because he was throwing out some some pretty specific facts and her her point struck a chord with me because it's so hilarious and it's true and if uh, you think about it on a deep level it's actually kind of scary and it makes you question your own self-knowledge but she she said to him she said you know all of this stuff you know all of these facts you know you're you're so knowledgeable about all of these things by looking at some scratches written on a page and uh knowledge is power power is power you know it's all a resounding theme within the story mm-hmm. all right well we can't not talk about Daenerys. I was just going to say we want to talk about Daenerys and her new BFF Dario. <laughs> I mean, could they really... It just didn't fit in this episode. I'm sorry. I like that. It was fine. The point of surrender or like supposed surrender happened off screen. That annoyed me because they showed all those warriors. It wasn't like a budget thing. They showed all yeah. those warriors like piling into the set. That was... The- only to get that final, you know, romance complete yep. trope of him going and Dario, and then there were like it's these me. sad faces. Da, 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 it's da, me, da. Dario. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what happened? Your princess is in this tent. No, I mean you're completely right. That's exactly what it was. And it, I mean, it's good for TV, right? I mean, I don't care if I didn't get to see them laying down their swords. I just didn't think it was that realistic. They looked like they were that Jorah was about to get handed his own head. Well, they were pretty hard boss. to pull off. I mean, they 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 took care yes. of those other guys pretty pretty well. <laughs> yes, that was all. That was very reminiscent of Lord of the Rings: Gimli, Legolas, and Aragorn. Yeah, just owning like mm. seven hundred orcs at a time. See, normally they I were would, good. Normally, I would get on the show for something like that. But in an episode like this, I was like, okay, I needed like some fist pumping action moment. Yes. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, these guys are just badass, and they're just taking over the city. Grey Worm might need to hit the gym a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. No, no way, dude. He was good as shit with that spear. Dude, he was... He's got like a 10-foot double spear. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was like Darth Maul, but like yeah. better. Mixed with Achilles. But his is good for vaulting. <laughs> no, I, I, thought, I thought Grey Worm... Um, not to jump into Owns, but Grey Worm made his uh, own military decision, like his own command decision, and Danny had to pump him for it. She was like, you know, you're this uh, leader now. Uh, what do you think? Should we trust Dario? And, uh, you know, in the language that only they know, Valyrian, and he was like, um, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do trust him. <laughs> so that was cool. He had to think for himself and respond as one with an yes. identity and make his own opinion. I loved it. It was a good decision. Good job, Grey Worm. Grey Worm. You're now... Your your white worm. I try to make up Lord of the Rings thing. <laughs> Get off the gray, the white. I don't know. Somebody's laughing somewhere. I hope. 
Well, is that your own then, Eric? Uh, that was my own. It was just an amazing episode all, all around. I just, I can't get over. Because I was, you know, I was coming into this going, well, we've built it up so much. I've built it up so much in my head. There's no way it's going to be as good. You know, I'm just going to sit here waiting for what, what I know is going to happen. But because of the way that they built it up, the way that they did music, the way that they, they did tone, all of that, I was I was waiting for it, terrified the whole time. And that's exactly what I was hoping for. So you're saying your own is the episode? That's me- that's very meta. Ooh. Mind wow. meld. Oh my gosh. Once again, I think Skype broke. No, we're still here. I'm here. Yes. Yeah, I think well. I gotta give my own to Walder Frey, and it's more of like a foreshadowing own. How dare you? Oh, was it? I had that line, I think, too. <laughs> yeah, he says about the wedding, the wine will flow red mm-hmm. and the music will be loud. I guess when he said that, I, he I said thought that. he was going to poison everyone. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That would have been good too. But that would have been a lot less graphic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing up or something. Yeah, everyone just like keels <laughs> the over. The red wedding. Like, All right, we're done. <laughs> we're done here. Easier to shoot. <laughs> I'll give it to Dario. Um, it's when he's talking to Jorah. And he says, you have a suspicious mind that's a mark of a dishonest person. Mm. It just made me think back to the fact that Jorah was initially a spy for uh, Robert. I didn't make that connection when I was watching the episode. Good point. I also liked, you're a wizard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that was so funny. I, like, I It's funny because too. that was like five minutes into the episode after I just tweeted that I wasn't going to tweet about the episode. But I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Once she said that to him, I was like, nope, it's going up on Twitter. As far as we know, though, um, you know, not, not to cut back, but the Blackfish and Edmer are both alive, right? As far as we know at this point. The black, didn't the Blackfish, wasn't he killed? He, he walked had, away. He a, no, he had to no. take a pee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you find a right. tree to piss on. Yeah. A well-timed pee <laughs> Thank break. Thank God for that. <laughs> I suspect him because of that well-timed pee break. Like, even Bolton got the hell out of there. But sometimes you got to take a piss. I guess he didn't. Yeah, I don't know. You got to go when you got to go. I expected to see Edmure um, got it. Bolton didn't get out of there. Bolton stuck a knife in Rob's back. Yeah. Although he stood up anyway. But um, no, I expected to see Edmure get gutted, to be honest. I just thought it was, he deserved it. God, that moment. Can I just say like how like I was like, I actually think I let out like a physical growling noise whenever um, (laughs) the girl was like coming up with her veil and she like let the veil flow and you could just see this collective gasp of relief like, oh, thank God she's pretty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just like... Oh my gosh. Um, there's a lot of wonderful options for uh, Owen in this episode. And I think the easy one for me to uh, lean toward is George because didn't see any of this coming. And you owned the internet and things that are trending across the internet and the TV series and yada, yada, yada. So seriously, great job. And you made some hard decisions, but this is what pushes stories forward. And I think that a lot of authors coming up in the world now with something like this to uh wean off of is going to inspire a lot of people to make some really risky decisions so that's cool and that's interesting because it obviously works but i'm not going to give you the own if i had to give an own an actual own to someone i would think it has to go to the hound for his diligent effort to try to get his pig's feet through the gate because when you say i've got pig feet to someone and they don't bite then you know something's wrong and he smelled it really soon and he knew when they turned down pig's feet it was over some shit was going down so go hound stay away from the fire buddy and your brother he's crazy 
Honestly, I gotta say, when you were saying that about George, I just realized, I mean, yeah, of course, George deserves the own, but you know who deserves the own for allowing George to keep his own is the damn Game of Thrones fans who have somehow managed to keep the secret. I mean, Very come true. on. Come yes. on. This oh would yes. not have been half as effective if some asshole... I, I, I apologize. If, if some <laughs> wow. You can say that on this show. Let's you can say asshole. Yeah. You know some, who you are. <laughs> some asshole out there. And I'm sure there were people, but to a very small scale. I mean, the fact that not only was Ned's death allowed to be a surprise, but three years in, the majority of the unspoiled Game of Thrones fans, unless they specifically went looking for the answers, they were not spoiled about what happened. And I have to I mean, slow clap, Walter Frey, slow clap yep. you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and to you guys, too, for this, we're over 100 episodes now, and the fact yeah, that this you- is shocking... Right, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, I can, and 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 now like on Winter's Coming Dunnet, I'm like I don't have to like constantly <laughs> monitor the comments for somebody saying something about yeah. Red Wedding. Yeah, there are no surprises Catelyn coming after this, Rob. guys. It's all over. Yeah, everything <laughs> is totally predictable. <laughs> Nobody dies. They all just live God. happily, happily ever, ever after. Season four is boring. Yeah. <laughs> don't even watch. That's, That's not according no, to the showrunners. Anyway, <laughs> I think season four is going to be just as good, if not better, but. This is kind oh, of big, season five. The, the big moment that everyone kind of always likes to talk about and and yeah, having this like over with and hopefully most people that um hadn't read the books being surprised by it was uh was satisfying, I guess you could say. Absolutely. And a huge own to our listeners for the entirety of the website and then eventually the show and now where the show is today, over a hundred episodes for literally not once tweeting us a spoiler like this. Not even really any spoiler. I think we literally had one spoiler once that was like spoilery, but not once. And that's saying something because there's a lot of you. So very cool. Very cool. Now you're off the hook, though. So yes, I, goodbye. We're, we're looking, we retire. Yes. We're done. <laughs> we're done. After we read all of your <laughs> tweets. Speaking it. of Twitter, <laughs> I'm using an Eric transition. Speaking of Twitter, I'm going to introduce a segment right here where Eric's going to read the tweets and I'm going to not use a really cool, important voice because I'm respecting the dead. Ooh. Eric reads tweets. And now. All right. Laurie Likes Lemon says my own for this week's episode is the secret smirk on Catelyn's face while Lord Frey is talking about how Talisa is just a firm pair of tits. <laughs> and that leads off our owns. Christopher Adams says my own already goes to Walder Frey and his tight fit. Zach Strige says your own Sir Barristan with that quote. Okay. Elisa Goulard or Goulard. Say, or Guyer, depending if it's French or not, says this episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> is one big heart palpitation. Zach Strige says, ha ha ha, own of the season goes to Arya owning that old man's face. Aw. <laughs> Dan Santillo says, Walder Frey owned Rob when he gets to see Talisa at the Twins. Janeth Gutierrez says, haven't gotten to watch the episode yet, but I'm tweeting my own early. Book readers own show watchers by not spoiling the Red Wedding. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Zach Strige again says Blackfish is about to own that tree. Okay. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I suppose that's like a marking oh, wow. your territory joke. Anyway, not lost on all of us, I assure you. Jason Nocera says Arya owned the hound. Quote, one day I'm going to stick a sword in your eye and out the back of your skull. There you go. Elizabeth Ann says Grey Wind dying owned me. Didn't expect to cry, but then I saw that. Oh, no. 
It's always worse than they kill those damn wolves. It's like in season one all over again. But it was so cute when they were together in this episode. Ugh. I know. Brittany says, what? I mean, I literally don't care about Rob and his wife. They sucked. But what? <laughs> you suck! <laughs> no, you don't keep listening. Giselle G says, the silence at the end, it owned me. I agree. Keeping the credits silent was uh, the right choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Andy says, GRRM owned all the non-book readers with The Red Wedding, and he's just getting started. Uh-oh. Stop. Chris Broco, Brocco, Chris Brocco says, and that, my friends, is why it is called The Red Wedding. Hashtag sucks to be a Stark. Ouch. That should be trending, actually, instead of <laughs> just one of the Starks. Accurate. Brandon Bryce says, this is some BS. I hate the phrase, I hate the Boltons, I hope Arya kills everyone. Why are the Starks picked off? I agree. Yeah. Michael Cerrone. Uh, also a disturbed individual because he says, wow, wow, wow. The scene I didn't want to see, I saw. It was as intense to read as it was to watch Walter Frey supreme dick. True. Uh, got a lot of people who say George owned us all. Jennifer Lee says the Lannisters send their regards. Heather, Vite, Heather V says Walter Frey zing. Andrew Wilson <laughs> chimed in with Roos Trollton. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like that one. Yeah. JD says Stark Blood owned that floor. That's right. Thanks, JD. Kevin Freeman follows that up. My own is the show's ability to leave me speechless. Jasmine Alvarado says that ending owned me. My gods, poor Arya. Mary D says Arya totally owned the Hound until the end. But that's about all I can say right now because I'm still a bit sick to my stomach. You're not alone, sister. Yeah. Scott Glennon says John owned Orel. I think. That's all I can process right now. Uh, TV Boss says my own goes to Arya for giving teen attitude to the Hound. (laughs) Hound, more like a Yorkie. Uh. <laughs> that was funny. Vicky says, What Bolton told Rob before he stabbed him in the solar plexus and made him stop undergoing respiration. That'll happen. <laughs> TV boss sent in another one. I'll find another one. Quote from Walder Frey. And our final own comes to us via Sharik Torres, who says, Jon Snow owned Egret. He's a hit it and quit it type of fella. Hashtag P I M. Oh, burn. Oh, God. And there we have it. More to come on Friday. This was. Kirk's go reads the tweets in however long it took him to read them. Boom. Well, obviously, we're going to have more of those. There's a lot of these to read. Yes, definitely. I can't wait to talk more about this on Friday. I know. And in case you don't have that address, you can tweet us at Game of Owns. That's the name of our show. Indeed. Mm, Same as our Facebook address, except our Facebook is Facebook instead of Twitter. Facebook.com slash Game of Owns. And also, on Friday's episode, we may see to it to to begin reading some of your email feedback. Uh, Long format. Uh, letters to us at contactgameofowns.com. We realize that it's early now and there's probably going to be about 17,000 more of these, but we will do our best to compact the cool mm. ones. All of the ones that you guys wrote into a nice segment on Friday. Maybe it'll take 17 episodes, but we're down for that. There's an off-season <laughs> upcoming. <laughs> we have eight months to get through all the comments for this. Uh... No, we promise that the off-season won't be filled with uh, the spillover of owns from the wedding that is red. We do have some nice things planned, which brings up the most perfect time of all time after all of the sadness to tell you about something cool. Next week, after finale, on Tuesday evening, we will indeed be doing, for the first time, actually live streaming a recording of the Wednesday episode, which will be the ultimate sort of follow-up to the entire season. So we hope that all thousands and millions of you guys will join us. It'll be a whole season recap show with live entertainment. And by live, we mean 
call us and then be our entertainment. <laughs> Eric might yes, sing. Singing, entertain us. So we'll be dancing. Yeah, I just have to say, the Reigns of Castanere, when they were playing it, I assume that's a song they started playing and Catelyn was like, what? It didn't <laughs> yes. sound at all like I thought it did. It didn't sound like your version at all. <laughs> yeah, how could you put lyrics? How could you put lyrics to that? Seriously, I don't know. Well, if you did uh, enjoy our rendition of Reigns of Castamere from the end of last Friday's episode, maybe you would be, uh, what's the word when people want to do stuff? Driven. Yes, inspired to listen to Micah talk about the next part of the show right now. That's right. And I'm assuming you're talking about iTunes, right? Indeed, sir. You're the piano man. <laughs> Dance, monkey. Dance! <laughs> I like how Eric uh, twisted the words of piano man right there. But, um, you know, it's just one of those episodes where no threats. Uh, just uh, head on over to iTunes. Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. It is the month of June now. We did flip the uh, calendar over, but... May, June, it's all the same. Game of Thrones is still on television. So uh, we do appreciate you guys going over there, letting us know what you think about the show, what you think about Eric. And um, <laughs> be sure to put that in your five star review. Sure. About his singing. Yeah. That's oh, right. Oh, uh, right. Of course. Micah, you're going soft here. I'm going to win the listeners back over. I think you're going soft Uh-oh. without these threats. I got a threat for everybody, okay? Uh-oh. Yeah. This Uh-oh. is this is a simple one. This is very basic. Oh, this is very, okay. This is very basic. So, hey. Listen, okay, listeners, that's what that's what you do. Um, please rate and our our show five stars. And if you don't, we are going to have your name legally changed to Stark, and may the seven gods help you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, 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 let it happen. I don't approve this. Run, Tony, run. No one approves of this. <laughs> Next week, the blue wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like Picasso's blue period, Selena? <laughs> Maybe. It's the season finale, though. Can you guys believe it's that? True. I mean, we kind of glossed over that a little bit, but I mean, it's the last episode before yeah. however long we're yes. going to wait, which is most likely going to be about Great. a year, right? Hang with us throughout this next week, everybody, because it is the finale. And uh, as the Starks so famously say, winter is coming. Well, who the hell's left to say that? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm Zach Rick Louie. And- <laughs> I'm Micah. Selena. Phil Bicking. Winter Phil. <laughs> and I'm Eric. And I'm Sam. Listen up, you f***ing piece of s***.